They say everyone has a book inside them, but not everyone gets that book out of their head and onto the page. There's so much to consider. Plot, characters, prose, and that's before we even get to publishing. If you're a new storyteller who's feeling a little out of their depth, you're in the right place. This is the podcast that wipes away the overwhelm for newbie writers by taking it one piece at a time. So pick up your pen and get ready to have fun. Let's start writing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Start Writing. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And today I am excited to go over some of the basics of different publishing methods. As you move along your writing journey, you might start to wonder what's the next step after you've got a book that you know you want to take somewhere. There are so many different options on how to publish these days. And you might be wondering, what's the difference between the two of them? What's the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing? Is there anything in between? And what's the right move for me? Well, nobody can make that decision except for you. But I can today offer you a little bit of a primer on the difference between those two, the nuances um, in between that exist in between traditional and self-publishing, and some helpful factors to help you come to a decision over time. And that is an important part of this. Over time. It's not you shouldn't be making this decision based on what initially looks easier or you gravitate towards. It's something to think about and research and consider before you jump in. So the first thing I would say to you is that you need to determine your why, because your why determines your publishing path. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, why do you want to put this book into the world? Do you want to be a career author? Or is this probably your only book? Um, this is That answer is going to determine maybe what you choose to do with it. If you've got this one book, this one idea that you want to bring to fruition, but you're not seeing a future down the road with many, many books, maybe one, maybe just, maybe two, just, just a few books, then that might factor into your decision-making. You also need to consider, do you need to publish quickly? Is this something that is really time sensitive? And that's because traditional publishing, submitting to a publishing house is going to be really slow. You have submissions to agents and you can submit that for a while before you possibly get an acceptance. You have submissions from the agents to publishing houses and that's going to take some time and you possibly get an acceptance or possibly not. And then the actual process of bringing that book to the market takes longer for traditional publishing than it does for self-publishing as well. So sometimes time-sensitive material, self-publishing really is the best 
course for that because it can go to market much faster. Next, are you trying to make money or is this a passion project? Um, and that's going to factor when we talk a little bit more about these nuances, whether you're doing this just out of love for this project, or if this is a honestly a money making proposition for you, you want this to be your career. Or in a different kind of money making proposition, are you using this book to further other aspects of your career? Are you using this kind of book as a business card to promote your business or to get more speaking engagements? Are you using it to further either your own business or your own career in some way? So let's talk about the differences between traditional self-publishing and then hybrid and some of the other bits in the middle. So traditional publishing is, as I described before, you pay no money up front, you submit, and you have no guarantee that your book is going to be published. And it can take a long time to get from finished draft in your hand to fully edited and produced and book in bookstores. It can take a long time. Um, and there's lots of different steps to this. You have to learn how to query agents. You have to then go from once you land an agent, the agent submits to editors um, at different publishing houses. And so there's lots of vetting steps in between. And there are also some publishing houses that will accept unagented submissions, but you have to know which ones. And then you have to make a choice whether you're going to proceed on your own or you're going to try and get an agent first. Um, and then sometimes people do actually get an offer and later submit to agents with offer in hand to try and get that representation after the fact. So. There's a lot of different um, nuances that can go on, but the, the basic gist of it is this is a submission process in possibly multiple stages. You don't put down any money. If you put down any money, it is not traditional publishing. So you don't put down any money. Um, it does take a long time to produce and there's no guarantees that you will be accepted because they're only going to accept what they think they can sell. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything necess anything about the quality of your book. Um, because it's just what they think that they specifically can sell. Um, because they might, you know, reject a book that is a wonderful book that might sell well elsewhere with another publishing house or with self-publishing because this particular house doesn't think they can sell it or they have something very similar um, or it's just not their kind of book. That's very important when making submissions to agents and to publishing houses is that you need to research what they actually produce. Uh, so like it's really common to hear agents and editors complain that a lot of their submissions are just totally off topic because somebody just sort of bulk submit to lots and lots and lots of places without doing their research ahead of time. 
So lots of research, multiple hoops to jump through, and it takes a long time. Um, But the upsides are there's no money up front. You don't have to learn every in and out of how to produce a book on your own. Um, And they do do some of the marketing for you, depending on the quality of the publisher. So your marketing could be much better than what you're able to do on your own, or it could be much worse. Again, this depends a lot on the quality of the publisher and on your own personal marketing skills. For many, many, many authors who have self-published for a long time, they have kind of sworn off traditional publishing because they know that they're not going to get anything better than they can do on their own. Um, But other authors who maybe have built a lot of following during in traditional publishing have sworn off self-publishing, said they're never going to try it because they don't want to have to learn, even though they've got the audience that they could take to self-publishing, they don't want to have to get their hands in all the other steps. Um, They want to focus on mostly the writing, but, and I will tell you this, almost even if you have a really good marketing team, there is, there's an element of marketing that all authors, regardless of their publishing path, have to do. So marketing is part of it. It's just the reality of being an author today. So um, then finally, the the other kind of con that I haven't discussed yet is that it is is lower royalties, much lower royalties per book sale um, than self-publishing. But you have an easier time getting wide bookstore and um, library distribution. And you might have an easier time getting publicity, um, getting submitted to awards and, and that kinds of things. So you have lower individual royalties, but possibly greater sales numbers. Again, this is all very possibly. So let's look at self-publishing. What happens in self-publishing? Self-publishing, you are the publisher. And this is something um, that's important to understand, that you are your own publisher when you are self-publishing. So if anybody is calling themselves your publisher and and saying that you are also a self-publishing author, then that's kind of a red flag to me as this is probably a scam service um, because you are the publisher. Uh, either either you are a self-publishing author who is the publisher or they are a traditional publisher or they are a hybrid publisher or they are what's called a vanity press. So just it's really important to understand if you are self-publishing that you are the publisher, you are the CEO, you are making the choices. Um, and that means you kind of have to learn a lot of different skills. Um, you're in charge of marketing, distribution, and production. Um, so if you don't do it all, you need to learn about it enough to have that knowledge to hire out the right people to do it. So you don't have to do every little thing yourself. And indeed, you shouldn't. Um, most authors are not going to be able to design their own covers. Um, 
I think everybody, even if you are a qualified editor, needs some sort of editorial outside of themselves. So you're going to need to hire out services. And that means you're going to put some money on the table first. But in return, you get higher royalties than traditional published authors. Now, you also have to deal with the distribution. Um, but higher royalties per sale. Now, you have a faster time to publish. That's why um, that turnaround time was so important. If you've got something time sensitive, then self-publishing may be the best way to go because you can get it out to market really fast. And nowadays, because we have so many excellent print on demand options, you don't have to hold like stock. You don't have to have books in your closet, in your spare room, in a storage space to hang on to and then sell. Um, and I think if you do lots of in-person events or you're trying to get your book in bookstores, it does help to have some stock on hand, but you don't have to have the thousands and thousands of books <laughs> used to. You can have a few boxes in the backs of your back of your closet, which is what I do <laughs> most of the time. That's that's all that I've got. So you don't have to have that huge upfront investment in lots of paper books. Um, you can be nimble and you can take advantage of new opportunities in a way that you really can't um, with other methods of publishing. Because you, again, you are in charge. You are the publisher. You are making those calls. And so when something new comes along that you want to try, you can just try it. You don't have to get approval from your publisher. All right, so that's the two ends of the spectrum. Traditional publishing, the publisher put some money up front, and the publisher has a lot of the control. Um, they, they There's less royalties. They're mostly in control of the marketing. You're still going to do some. And they are in control of that end product as well. They're in control. Uh, they make the decisions ultimately on the cover. Um, and the title, the way the book is presented. In self-publishing, since you are the publisher, you know, you pay for the services and you have to understand and be in charge of all the aspects of producing, distributing, and marketing the book. Um, but you should hire out the things that you're not able to or well-skilled to do yourself. And I would say you're the CEO, but do listen to these folks, you know, who are well skilled, who have lots of experience, they are your consultants. So but ultimately, it's your call. Now, what would be hybrid publishing this this thing in the middle? Um, and there's, there's a lot of nuance here in the middle. And there's also a little bit of uh, confusion in terms, because you'll sometimes hear people refer to themselves as hybrid authors. And usually when people call themselves hybrid authors, what they mean is they have some of their books self-published and some of their books traditional published, traditionally published. Um, and that's a position a lot of authors are in. And it's you know, something that's evolved over time. They started out traditionally publishing and they moved to self-publishing or they moved the other way, direction 
or they just made choices based on the individual book or series and what seemed like the best bet. But then there are things called hybrid publishers. And here I'll describe what they are and some of the nuance, but I will also say tread a little bit carefully here. Tread carefully and vet services really carefully. So hybrid publishing is when you are paying for services. Um, it, it's, it's a, supposedly you put some in, they put some in. They handle production and distribution, maybe some marketing. Royalties are going to vary. They probably have a faster time to publish than traditional publishing. Um, they won't be as nimble as a self-publishing author because again you're going to have to like clear thing new things that you want to try in your marketing with the publisher and i, I sound really wishy-washy about describing this that's because it's not super clear and every company is different and there are a lot of companies with very poor reputations that try to use this term so I would tread extremely carefully with hybrid publishing. Now, there are some, some good services out there um, who call themselves hybrid publishers. And this is more common outside of the United States, but um, sometimes they are referred to as book packagers. But there's also a lot of what the industry calls vanity presses, which you like to use hybrid publishing. Once that term started to get more popular, they started putting it all over their website so that they would sound really flashy and not, hopefully not be called a vanity press anymore. Um, but here's the difference. Is this book, is, is this publisher reader facing or author facing? Um, because a vanity pub, a vanity press or a vanity publisher um, is basically it's a term for a publisher that you're paying. So just like you would if in hybrid publishing, you're paying, but you're locked into really draconian contracts and they accept anybody, hence the vanity part of vanity publishing. Um, there's, there's no selectivity. That's because they're author facing. They are focused on selling services to authors and not selling books to readers. Um, so if a hybrid publisher is, is legit and above board, then they're, they are going to be selective. They're not going to pick every book that gets submitted to them, no matter how much money they put on the table. Um, and they really should be very upfront about their fees and where they go. So I would, I would tread very carefully with hybrid publishing if that is a direction you want to go down. Um, and I would also try to maybe steer clear of that if your intention is to, to have multiple books and to have an author career, even a part-time author career, because eventually you're going to realize that, you know, you want more control. Um, you don't have, so with hybrid, you're not going to have the control that you have 
with self-publishing and you're not going to have, yeah, you're not going to have that, that nimbleness with self-publishing and you're also not going to have the same prestige as a lot of traditional publishers. So it's long-term, it might not serve as well as choosing one of those two routes. But hybrid publishing does have its place and I, I may, you know, eat those words down the line and things may change and evolve. It's a space that's changing all the time. There are also nuances in between, um, particularly with co-op publishing, which is something that I have participated in. And it is technically a form of hybrid publishing. And it's something that I've participated in for anthologies run by self-publishing authors. And so all of us who were accepted to the anthology, so there is that, that element of choice, um, of being choosy here that you would see in a good hybrid publisher, that element of being choosy. And all of us who were accepted, we put some money in for production and marketing and use our combined marketing skills and power to sell the anthology. So that's how our co-op publishing experience went. And for me, that's been a really positive experience. Um, and it's been a really good one. We, we all put, we all put effort in, we all saw some return. And even if, you know, we didn't get much return on investment in terms of the royalties of that initial book, we saw an increase in our readership to our other books. So for me, that was a really positive experience. But co-op publishing like this is, again, it's going to depend a lot on the person who is in charge. So research, 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 and understand what you're getting into and the reputation of the person involved. So that's really the name of the game. Research, research, research to make your choices. Vet services very carefully. Be a little bit wary of anyone who calls themselves your publisher, but expects some money. Um, then you need to start going, is this, is this a vanity press? Is this a legit hybrid publisher? Look, talk to other authors um, and look at their sales numbers. They should be able to show you some numbers. Um, even if it's a new press, the, the people involved should have had previous work in publishing. They should be able to show you what they've done before. Um, so talk to other others, look, Google them plus the word scam. <laughs> it's, it's a really handy term. And then you'll find out if, if they've ever been accused of being a scam in some way. Uh, and I would also encourage you to go to places like um, the Writer Beware website, which will list known scams in the writing world. But how do you make these choices? All three of these options could be right for the right person and the right book and the right circumstance. And all three of these options could be wrong for the wrong person and the wrong book 
in the wrong circumstance. So it's important to take your time here. Take your time and don't just go for the option that feels the easiest or the option that feels um, the most, I, I guess, the most prestigious because it might not be the right option for you. And if you don't have a super time sensitive book, take some time to make this decision because it's important to make these decisions from a business perspective rather than an emotional one. And to think long-term, how is this going to play in your writing career down the road? Or is this a one-off, which might be more useful for a traditional publishing or a hybrid publishing model where you really don't need to be learning all the ins and outs of how the publishing biz runs. Not if you're only going to ever make one book. Um, so publishing is not easy. And I've, I've given you guys a lot of information here, and I'm going to link to some more information in the show notes about the nuances and um, to Jane Friedman's wonderful infographic that she updates periodically with lots of nuance um, and lots of detail and all of these paths. But um, I hope you take from it that publishing isn't easy, but the best achievements in life don't come easily. So when you get ready to take that step, as you are considering those steps down the road, take your time and remember that people need to hear your voice. Only you can give your story and perspective to the world. So give it its due diligence in choosing your publishing path. Now, um, so that is it for today. If self-publishing is something that is on your radar as something that you are interested in doing, I do have this upcoming webinar on March the 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, and there will be a replay if that's not a time where you're available to attend. So I will be going over some of the common missteps that new self-publishers make that I have seen in my career and some of them that I've made myself when I was new uh, and how to avoid those so you can hit the ground running in your writing career. And I will leave the link to that in the show notes. So it, whether you are getting to that step where you're looking ahead and thinking, I think self-publishing is the right step for me. Um, and it's not right for everybody, but if it is the right step for you, then I hope you will join us on that this webinar. Or even if it's something that you're considering, but you're not quite sure about, you're looking down the road, you go ahead and join us and learn a little bit more about what it takes to self-publish a book and do it well. And that is all for this time. Until next week, happy writing, folks.